0: Yeah, gentlemen, it's a big pleasure to have my father here in town. Whenever he comes, I try to grab him to come to give us a class. It's a big zakut for us to have my father, Ibn Mordechai Shifman, here. And uh, let's pay attention. We always learn something new when my father comes to town. And it's always a pleasure to give the shir here. It's also a and it's actually, actually it's always mechazek me when I see balabatim that have... Gone through a, a, a full day of work, and there's a lot of other things. When most people are just sitting back and watching the news and watching TV, and they come out at night to learn, that, uh, that's it's mechazik you. It's mechazik the community. It's mechazik the people that are giving. It's mechazik the shul as well. So Baruch Hashem, continue mechayla okay. chayla So in this week's uh, parsha, ech Eichah Eschanan. We have the Shema, the first chapter of Shema, Hashem one of the most fundamental, according to most of the poskim, the mitzvah deraita, even to Davin, Shema ne according to most poskim, it's only the Rabbanan. that you have to say the Shema in the morning, you have to say the Shema in the evening, or the evening in the morning. You know, the Doraita. That's, that's even more important than even the Shemona Esra. The Shemona is only rabbinically required. The Shmai is required in the Torah. So we have it at in this week's Parsha. And in the Shema itself, there are a number of mitzvahs contained. So, let's go through some of the Psukim. You'll see which mitzvah we're talking about. You should tie it as a sign on your arm. Obviously, what's um, the that? If you're feeling shariak, right? Uh, <laughs> And it should be between your eyes, where really the beans, uh, the above, where the fontanelle is, where the, the baby's head is soft, that's where the hatal is, that's where you put the traditional rush. if you have the, the tfillin shem you have that, that's the, that's the mitzvah containing Krishna. final mitzvah is, utzavtam almazuzos and you shall write them on the doorpost of your home. Yeah. and on the gates of your hu- of your houses and your property. So what's referring to what mitzvah is that? And even though it says Mizuzot, which is plural, because I'll say there's no vav there, so it's read like it's Mizuzat. You have to write. You have to do one. Don't do one. do You do one. You do one. So you have, you have mitzvah to write a mezuzah now let's let's look at analyze the puzzle carefully and you shall write it what is the it referring to the mezuzah right on the doorpost of your home so you shall write the mezuzah on the mezuzah how do you translate the pasuf? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and you shall write it. So you said to me, that's referring to the mezuzah. Right? Now we know it's referring to the scroll, that it's got the Shindal Yud on it, it's got the Pasha of Krishna. Right? Our yeah, yeah. mezuzah's is on the doorpost. It means the post itself... The post itself is not the mezuzah. Or at least not what we call the mezuzah. They're separate things. The scroll is what we call the mezuzah. So it comes out very interesting, right? The Torah doesn't say what it's called. Chazal, you learn, say, Menachos, we learn that the mitzvah is called the mitzvah of mezuzah. But actually, the word is taken from what? So on the post, the door post, the door frame. on which you put it. That's a very interesting. We don't see this by any other mitzvah, right? What's the mitzvah we just said? It's called tefillin, right? Where well, are tefillin put on? Your arm and put on your head, right? We don't call the mitzvah arm. The mitzvah is not called. There's a name, tefillin, and tefillin is put on the arm. All right, lulav. What is a lulav? Lulav refers. The object of the mitzvah is the branch we call it the Lulav. Meaning, every single mitzvah that you'll find the Sariyach mitzvah, the object is named for what it is, not because of what it's used with. It's like we don't call the... It's like I said, call it fill in arm. We don't call it fill in arm, Phil-in go on the arm. So then why the scroll that's got Hashem's name on it, that goes on the post, the name of the post is what? What's the name of the post? And yet, we're calling the mitzvah, all of a sudden, we're calling the mitzvah on what it goes on. But if it, they came up with names for all the other mitzvot, now we, we, we're short of names. So they had to name it after the post. Again, take any mitzvah you want. A drug, right? A drug is this is called an a trov. This is called a lulav. These are the tefillin. The tefillin is What it means? Sotafot. and so The words. What do they mean? What what they what they represent? Not what they're used with. Well, some comes to me, we ran out of names. You can't find a name. Oh, the pasuk calls it, you put it on the doorpost, okay, that's what we're going to call, the doorpost. You're calling the doorpost, why are we that? So That's question number one, right? Everyone hear the question. It's, it's pretty clear, pretty clear question. We have a mezuzot, two times in Shabbat. Why they write it different? Right. It's an excellent question, writes a little different. Each one teaches us something else. One is written like mezuzah. With the, without the Vav, right. which means you only have to have one. Right. The other one will have to have the different places that you have to have mezuzah. The Gemara asks that question and deals with it. Excellent question. And also, yeah. another word I find yeah. over there is Taturu. Right. That they also write it different. We have it two times there. Taturu you have by, by the third parasha of Kriyatshma. That's not in this week's parasha. That's in yeah. Shlach. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, all right, so that's question number one. We want to understand why the name for mezuzah is not naming the essence of what it actually is, but it's naming the based on the post or the frame of the house. That's what we're trying to figure out. Um, question number one. Question number two. This is a very, very scary gemara in Menachot. It's an to know. Is that after you put the mezuzah on the door of your house, let's say you move out. Let's say you move out. right the alakha is that if you know that a jew you know that a jew is coming into moving into the house the alakha is you have to leave the mezuzot on the door you cannot take them with you when you leave the house you have to leave the mezuzot on the house now there's a question does the person have to pay you a little bit for it or not pay you for it? Or can you switch them for cheaper ones? But you have to leave the Mizor. What's it? Doesn't matter if it's Ashkenazi or Sephardic. Doesn't matter, Ashkenazi it doesn't matter. my house has Sephardic Tillin on it. It's my house. Anyway. So if, again, if it's a Jew, or, by the way, it has to be a Jew that you know is going to respect the mitzvah. I know somebody told me that they rented their house out. It was a Jewish lady, and she was Jewish. They left it, and she took it and threw it in the garbage. Right. So you have to know that the people are going to respect. But if they the, say the, the, that the means they well. don't want it? They don't want it, then you don't leave it because it's going to be disrespectful yeah. to no, leave meaning it. Meaning they're going to replace yeah. it. They want So it's very it. interesting. Why should I? I spent the money. I put it on there. I have to leave it for the next guy. But what's even more scary? But it has to be the next person. It has to be Jewish. Uh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. No, 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 then you have no obligation to leave it because then it will be Zion You'll throw it in the garbage, like paint over it or something. Exactly. You don't want that happening. But what's even more scary, the Gemara says, "Listen to this." I'm scared to even say the words. It says that if a person, a Jew, knows that there's another Jew coming into the house and he takes off the mezuzot. Family does. It's a very scary thing to say, Ma Kesher. What's what's the connection that your family? What's your family have to do with you not with you leaving the What's the connection? So just to get a little bit of insight into something that's very scary. One is why do I have to leave it there? And two, why does it give such a severe? La curse almost, for the person who does take the mezuzah and doesn't, and doesn't leave them there. So get an understanding just yes, So we have two, mitzvah, two questions you're asking about the mezuzah. Number one, what's the whole inyan of the name of mezuzah that we're calling it by the post? Every other mitzvah is named by what it is, not on what it goes with. We don't call fill in arm. Even though it goes on the arm, we don't call it that. Here, all of a sudden, you're naming what what goes on, and not by, didn't come up with the name of the scroll, call it scroll, call it, that's what it is. That's question number one. Question number two, why do you have to leave them as a result if somebody else comes in? And number two, more than that, why is it such a stronger punishment for somebody that takes it away? Although it's been a long time since Shavuot, on Shavuot we read Sefer, we read Gilat Rut, right? We Ruth. Ruth is really the quintessential Giorit. And many of the halachot of Giur, of, of conversion, are learned from. She's like the matriarch, is like Avram Avino, I'd say, is like for, for the men, but that's why many times you find when women convert, what name do they give them? Ruth. Ruth. You Ruth. find Ruth is the named because she's like the matriarch, and much of the discussion that you find in the Tsukim concerning her, the dialogue. If you remember the story over there, is that Elimelech goes with his wife and his two sons, Machlon and Kilion. They go out to his wife Naomi. They leave. There's a famine and they leave. It's very interesting. Rashi says that he was a wealthy guy, and he too many people knocking his door for tzedakah. He didn't, didn't, didn't want to give out so much tzedakah. He runs away to Moab, and there his, he dies. He a punishment for leaving, and his two sons marry non-Jewish women. His two sons marry Barthelon and Kilion. They end up dying. The famine gets better. Nami wants to come back and the two daughter-in-laws don't want to leave her. And she says, no, you have to go back. And she urges them to go back. Three times she pushes them away. And Orpah, was the one daughter she goes up, she goes back. And she becomes, from her comes, interesting, fascinating, comes Goliath. Goliath. The Philistine comes from her. The one who stays with her is Rus'. And who comes from Rus? David HaMelech. And David ends up killing Beliah. Well, yeah, that's just an interesting, ironic... But actually, what well, even more that comes from her, which is even more important than even David, is who? Who comes from that? Mashiach. Mashiach. comes from that. So this Rus, who was a Giorach, who was a descendant of Eglon, king of Moab, from her comes David HaMelech, and comes Mashiach. Now, in the dialogue that I read through quickly, in the dialogue between the mother-in-law Naomi and the daughter-in-laws, she pushes them away three times. So Fazal learned from here: we are unlike any other religion. All other religions they proselytize. The you know what that means? They try convert. Come, come, come to us! Come to us! Come to us! We push away. We don't We, we don't need you. You don't. You, we don't want people that uh you know, and in fact, there's Allah when things are going good for the Jews, like in the times of David Amel, they wouldn't accept geirim. Everyone wanted to be Jewish. If, if, when things are good, everyone wants to be, we don't want them. When things are going bad, okay, we'll still push you away, but if you stay, come back a few times, we'll accept you. Now, in the dialogue, we learn like this, to be a gear a, a gayer can't say, you know what, 612 mitzvot I like, cheeseburgers, I'm not willing to give up on, you know, no, no, it doesn't work that way, it doesn't work, you have to accept all Kabbalat, all mitzvot, you have to accept all 630 mitzvot, you can't say I want some and I want the others, however, it's interesting, you have to say I'm going to accept all the mitzvot, but you only have to initially tell him about or tell her about certain mitzvot that is considered... Chamurot and Kalot—certain that are more severe, some that are less severe. It's interesting, and based on the dialogue that Naomi had with her daughter-in-law did the, 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 the Chazal determined which are the certain the six mitzvot that you have to have this discussion about which ones to keep. Now you would think, right, if person wants to convert and we need to initially try and push them away right and now they want you have to say listen guys you have to realize what you're undertaking over here so you would think that these six mitzvah are fundamental these six mitzvah have in them a unique quality that makes a big, big difference between being a Jew and a non-Jew. That's what you would think, right? So therefore, it's interesting that according to the Medrash, not according to the Gemara, but according to the Medrash, it says, V'makam talin Alin, wherever you sleep, I will sleep, right? So the Gemara learns is that one of the mitzvot you have to teach them is the laws of Yichud. What are the laws of Yichud? That a Jewish woman he's not allowed to be together in the same room without anyone else there with another man. They cannot be in closed quarters with another man, right? We don't allow that. Now, you can understand that, that's that's a big deal because, you know, for a non-Jew, hadn't worry about all of those things, even though it's very, very interesting. In the end of the last parakel of Masev I remember learning this with Dafyomi Yomi 21 years ago, The and we we're learning these halachot. There were people sitting there, and they're saying like these such archaic laws. A man can go into a room alone with a woman, with a door not being open, without there being windows. Or, and people were like, I remember 21 years ago, people looking at these things and saying, "You know, like this is so archaic. You know, and you go now." I'm in uh, Los Angeles, L-A-U-S-D, that's the school district. You open up the teacher's handbook, it's like the learning hilches yichlun, that a man shouldn't go into a room without there being a window in the room, or at the door being open, you know, it's like things have come full circle, that all of these halachot that people were worried about all these years, now even by the nations of the world, they recognize, you know what, there's something to it, you know, But anyway, the point is, that's how the Gemara learns it. you know what? The Midrash says, no. Where you sleep, I will sleep. That the same way as you don't go into a house to sleep, unless there's a mezuzah on the door, I also will not go. She's a kabbalah on herself, she accepts on herself, I won't go into a house without there uh, to sleep, unless, it's if it's a Jewish-owned house, it has to have a mezuzah. So now... I understand Yichud. There's a huge difference to person between a Jew and a guy. That's very imposing halacha. That's a big deal about mezuzah. He has a mezuzah, By a guy. It's such a big deal to have a mezuzah. Otherwise, you have to tell her. You know, before you become Jewish, you know, you have to put on mezuzah. You know, there's a joke. Everyone knows this joke, right? The guy, these, uh, there's two neighbors, right? There's Jewish neighbor and non-Jewish neighbor that live next to each other. And the Jew is successful in business. He's got children that respect him. The family's going well. The next door neighbor, the non-Jew, sees this guy. Everything that's going good for him is not going good by him. So he asks, what's the secret? What's the secret? So the Jew points to the mezuzah. He says, this is the secret. He says, I want one. The non "I want one. He says, no, I'll, give you, I want, I'll give you the money. Go get me one. Right? The Raman says, a non-Jew can keep whatever Mitzvah he wants. There's only two things he's not allowed to do. He's not to keep Shabbat, he's not how to study Torah. Want to keep any minutes? Fine. So you go, I'll give you them. So the Jew gets him the Zago, So goes to a local bookstore, puts on the Two weeks later, the non Jew knocks at his door and says, Now you got to take this back. Yeah. yeah, as soon as I put it up, all these rabbis keep coming to my door and I'm losing more money now than I had before. You know? like, you know? But the, in, in truth, it's a joke. I mean, the truth is, what's the big deal? Why is it such a what's such a big deal to to, uh, to to keep the mitzvah of mezuzah that you have to say that Ruas says the and I mean I said you were you sleep but why why is Major think that's the mitzvah that's one of the most important mitzvah you have to tell her. We have to understand that. So so the third question or the fourth way we're asking is why is mezuzah so important to tell a person converting that there has this, there is this mitzvah of mitzvah? Baruch Hato'a Ado Yinoi Elohim the Melech HaOlam Shaton Yev Dvarayim. In Parshas Truma we learn about the unique clothing that the Kohen Gadol is had to wear. It's actually in Tzavdeh, in Parashat Tzatzaveh. We learn about the unique clothing that the Cohen Gadol had to wear. It so says a regular Cohen had four garments that he wore in the base of Middash and the current Godel had eight. Except on Yom Kippur, those that contained gold, he wasn't allowed to go into the Kodesh Kedosh with because it reminded of the Egel Azah, so he had to wear just linen. He wore four. But generally he wore eight. And one of those garments that he wore was known as the Me'il. Now,
1: the Me'il
0: is described as follows, right? It says like this that he said, he makes the does he makes them the ill and can you find it. Um here we go. So it says like this it says you make the robe of the aphod was made out of entirely of turquoise or a blue wool cheles and the the head was folded over it was like a rim made inwards and then sewed up so it wouldn't tear but he put it around over his head it's like a poncho type of uh, right then he put his head through it and interestingly at the bottom of the meil there was there There were these like uh, pomegranates and bells. Right. And what happens is that when he would move, they would chime. They would they would and the basuk says as follows, the basuk says that Pa Monza Virimon Palmonza Virimon Al Shula Sadiv, gold bell, pomegranate, gold bell, pomegranate, on the hem of the robe all the way round. Right, the Hayal on the Shares, it should be on him when he served, alright? The nishma his sound would be heard before the Kodesh, when he entered the sanctuary. If now Hashem, who betaysa when he left, the lo yamos, in this way he will not talk. So the medrash says something very interesting here. I think Gemara brings it down as well. But if you look at the Rashbam on the, on, the, on the in the Chumash, he mentions this medrash. He says that Rabbi Yochanan made a statement. He says that I learned something very important from this pasuk that the, before the Kohen Gadol entered into the sanctuary, the bells would shine, right? says that, I learned that it's important before you go into someone else's house, you should always knock on the door. Right? And they, he would like announce himself by the bells. It's like you're ringing the bells before you go in. But then the Medrash continues, and Rav Yochanan said, and from here I learned that... Even into my own home. Even when I go into my own home, I don't enter because it's my home. It doesn't mean I should just walk in. I even into my own room and my own I knock before I enter. So the Mephosh and the commentaries ask on this he says one second. The current goddle is going into the sanctuary. So to learn the first half of the statement, Rabbi Yochanan, I understand you can see from there, that when you go into somebody else's home, announce yourself. He was going to Hashem's home, go to Sanctuary, announce yourself. But how do you see the second half of the statement? What did Rabbi Yochanan say? Not only when I go into someone else's home, I knock on the door, but what did he say? Even what? Even goes into his own house. Now that might be a nice thing to do, but how do you see that from the pasuk? The Chola, the only thing you can see from the pasuk is what is that? When you go into somebody else's home, you have to knock. How did Rabbi Yochanan say? And I see from here that even into my own home, I need to knock. How does he understand? How does he? How does he take that? Take away that from the story over here. From the clan Gadol going with the, 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 the Me'il. So that's the that's the, the, the last question. So let's review the questions and we'll see if we can understand. Question number one we want you to know is, the name of Zuzam. means a doorpost. <laughs> the the, 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 the what we call them a Zuzai. It's not the doorpost. We call the scroll. Right? So that doesn't seem to be the right name to give it. Is like calling tefillin arm. We don't call tefillin arm. The names is go on the arm. Whatever the scroll should be called, it goes on the mezuzah. Not it is the mezuzah. That's problem number one. From two, we try to understand why, why do you have to leave the mezuzah when you leave the house, and why is it such a terrible punishment that your home gets decimated, your family gets decimated when a person, Rahman Chlan, uh, he doesn't, if he doesn't, if he takes the mezuzah with him. The third question we want to know is, why is it such an important mitzvah for a Jew for a, a, a non-Jew converting to know? Not that it's not an important mitzvah, but why is that important? Out of all the mitzvah, do you want to tell them? Tell them things they're going to impose, kashrut, shabbat. Tell them about things that you were doing as a non-Jew that now you either have to stop or start doing, I understand what's the big deal? Okay, you go ahead and put a thing on a knock on the. Why is that such a big deal? So we want to know what that reason is. Yeah, you got, they got and we also, good. lastly, we wanted to know is that the maral the Midrash, learns out from the fact that the Khan wore these bells, and that the Lishma of of Olah Kodesh, that when he entered into. The sanctuary, the Nishma Kola would announce him. Rabbi Yochanan learned that, see, when you go into somebody else's house, you should knock. And not only that, what else did he say? When you go into your own home, how do you see that your own home? I see somebody else's going into the the sanctuary, but why do you see your own home? So, those are the questions we want to answer. So, let's take this one step at a time. We're trying to answer with the same concept. We want to answer all four or five questions. I don't know if it's as common as it was when I was growing up, When I was growing up, how did you show, if you owned a house, right? How did you show that you're the owner of the house? What did you do? So either on the gate or on the doorpost of the house, what did you put? You put your name, right? I don't know today. Maybe people aren't scared to show who lives. I, I don't know, but there used to be things you put your name. You know, on the door, on the post. What's that? You put. They put a little. Uh, you know, this is the. the you know, the, and people today. I mean, I mean, used to. They used to give it a, 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 a fancy name. You know, but 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 you put your name. Let's you put your name on the door to show that what that this is your home. The mitzvah mezuzah is a fundamental mitzvah because it does something. This is going to be, we have to look at the mitzvah different today than we've ever looked at it before. But the mitzvah mezuzah, this I heard from my Rosh Shiva Rabbi Yochanan's wife, Shintan. I think it's a beautiful, beautiful explanation in terms of how we're supposed to look at the mitzvah mezuzah. The mitzvah mezuzah is, when we put the mezuzah, it's Hashem's name, right? Shindal, Adyod, Shomer, Dalsas, So we always understand you do this mitzvah and you get, get protected. Yeah. It's more than that. When you put Hashem's name on the door, on the doorpost, you're making the statement that whose home is this? It's Hashem's home. The idea of putting the mezuzah is saying that this is not my home. This home is Hashem's home. That is the idea of what we're doing. And that is a very, very... It's not just a little thing. That's a very fundamental thing. Because by the nations of the world, the nations of the world, there is a concept is that whatever government, whatever state wants to make rules and, and all kinds of things, you can do that outside of my house. But don't come into my home tell me what I'm supposed to do. Now obviously it doesn't mean I'm allowed to kill somebody in my home. There's certain other things that, that, you know, there's a sense that in my home, my home is my home. Nobody comes in and tells me what to do in my home. From the Torah perspective there's no such thing. In the kitchen you have these halachot, In the bedroom, you have these halachot. In the bathroom, you have these halachot. Every single part of your home is dictated by certain halachot. Meaning, you don't have the full control over your home. And the way we understand, and we show that we understand, and by saying this is Hashem's home, well, if it's Hashem's home, you know what's going to happen. What's the benefit you get from that? You get protected. There's a protection because by making this you're under His protection. That's the idea of... But that's that now. You think about that for a moment. That's a huge, huge thing to tell a non-Jew. A a non-Jew is coming from the sense that nobody tells me what to do in my house and all of a sudden, what are we going to do? You're going to become Jewish. What are we going to start telling him? that every inch of his house is dictated with a different halacha. That's a mitzvah, you have to tell an That's why Naami had to teach, has to teach Ruth, the halacha of, of mezuzah, because it's, it's, it's a fundamental, that's why, that's why it is one of those mitzvah. Now, now think about this even on a, on a more deeper level. We said that every object of the mitzvah The object is what the name is. Etrog is the etrog. The lulav is the lulav. Tefillin or the tefillin. So our question was Mezuzah is the door frame. Mezuzah is not the scroll. But now comes out, listen carefully, comes out very, very nice, beautifully. The scroll represents you putting Hashem's name. But what becomes now the object of the mitzvah? What becomes the object of the mitzvah when you put Hashem's name? The whole house. The house becomes... So you call it by... It is calling it by the object because the post, which is the outer part of that... That is the object of the Mizuza, so you're giving it the name of what the object is. The object of the Mitzvah is the house, is the post, is the Mizuza. That's why we call it that, because it's just like putting the name on the house, so you're calling it by the Mitzvah. The Mitzvah is not the Mitzvah, it's the scroll. The mitzvah is not the scroll. The Mitzvah now becomes the home, it becomes the house. That is what, that's what happens. Okay, so we've answered up why it's called mezuzah. We've answered up why it need to teach to a non Jew. Right? Now think about this for a moment. If a person leaves the house and he takes away the mezuzah, what does he say? What's that? It was my house. It was my house. This is my home. Midak neg midah. Rahman al Midak neg nah. You taking you? You're not making this my home. I'm gonna take away your home. I'm gonna take away your home. not. You take away the mezuzah, you lose your real home. What's the real home? Your family. That's the. That's the. So now I understand that you leave it there. By leaving it there, I spent the money. And no, you leave it there because that shows that we understood. You know that that wasn't your house. That's why you have to leave it there because that attests to the fact. You want to take it with? It's like you're saying it was still my house, and I can take it with me. Mm-hmm. No. Well, don't i to finish your last question in a moment. Let me just finish and then I turn it forward. So now, there's a Ramban in the introduction to Chumash. He says a beautiful idea. He says like this. He says that the Mishkan, the Beit HaMikdash, and nowadays the Beit Knesset, really. Is the symbol? This is the the example of what you're supposed to see there, and end up doing it in your house. You say shulchan is like a mizbeach. The shulchan is like your 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 table at home that you eat should be like a mizbeach. You should do the mitzvot with the shulchan, the make brachot. it? Meaning, we look at that. What the it's 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 God. We make. We're, the, the most important piece is your home should become God's home. We look to the Beit HaMikdash, we look to Mishkan, we looked to the Knesset, for examples of how to make this into, my, into God's home. How to make my home into God's home. He said it is God's home. But now we have no question of Yohanan. What Yochanan said is that if the Kohen going into the Beit HaMikdash has to knock before it goes in, so I, even into my own home, I have to knock when I go in. Why? It's God's home. I'm going into God's home. There's no one on there. It's, it's exactly the same. It's not. It's not a question. That is God's home. I am going into it. That I'm supposed to do. So therefore, it's not. It's not a contradiction. It's not always saying, how can you learn from that? No. It's because we think it's our home. It's not our home. This is God's home. Therefore, you go. You knock before you enter into it. It's not, that's the, that's the whole idea. And, and 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 one last piece over here. How long long? How, What's it? Alright. One last piece, and this is a very, very critical piece. In the 60s, right? There was a huge, huge push uh, at the time. Gloria and it was like a woman's woman's liberation was a very, very big thing at the time. There's different types of it. There was the more militant and there was less different philosophies. And 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 the questions were asked because women wanted to start having their own. Yin-yang women felt that they're left out, they wanted to have it, an, and there's this, their emotion dealt with it, and there's the different questions that we were dealing with. So I remember I once heard a class from Rebeleza Breidowitz, he he used to be a, uh, a, the, the head, of, uh, the head of, 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 of law, I believe, in Maryland, in either Maryland or Johns Hopkins, and he moved now as an in or-samech in Israel. So he once talked about this. He said a very interesting thing. I really want to just end with. He said like this, he says that that women who are pushing, that they don't feel that this religious expression, and therefore they want to know, they want aliyot, they want to go up to the Torah, they want to be able to have the they're pushing for all these things. because so they don't realize. The ikar is not in the betkneset. Where's the ikar? The ikar is in the home. The women, they, can, they are the ones, in fact, the Aramaic word for woman, for wife, is bait. The woman, the woman defines. Unfortunately, you see this all the time. Where a man wants to become more religious and the woman doesn't, forget about it. it? Where the woman wants to become more religious and the man doesn't, then you can, you can actually, because the woman usually defines the religious status of what happens, in home no, because the woman is the bias. When, as if women appreciated that they are able to connect spiritually at the highest level through the home, they wouldn't be running to the Bik they wouldn't need the betness to do it. The reason because they don't understand that you can get the spirituality of being God's home. You can get it, you're supposed to have it through the home. It's only because they don't sense it, they're supposed to be their home. That's why they need it. They're looking, they're looking, but they're looking in the wrong place. They think that by getting the aliyah or damning for the hamud or making Linyan, that's going to give it to them. That's no one's going to give it to them. You have it there. You have it in your home. Your is the you light the menorah. You have all of the mitzvot. You have everything you need from the beta. It, you have in your home because it's God's home, that's the whole idea if you treat it like God's home, then you get the sippuch, it's the one that don't get the satisfaction, if they don't get fulfillment in it, is because they're not using their homes in the correct way, you don't use your home in the correct way you're not going to get the fulfillment then you have to run off to the shul, you have to run off and go ahead and do it, so he said that was very he said this was a heard 20 years ago but it's a very important yesot that he's saying yes, because so basically we're saying is like this the mitzvah of mezuzah is that you're being covered hash name on your house. By putting Hashem's name on your house, you're identifying this. This is no longer my home. This is Hashem's home. That's the idea. That it's Hashem's home. It's dictated by His halacha. every inch of the house. Is not, there's no such thing as privacy in terms of God's eyes. Everything is supposed to look. The whole idea, by the way, of, tzmiut, of the laws of privacy, you have to realize God sees how you behave. It. How can you behave like this in front of God? That, that's the whole idea if the whole like the, the the notion that you know, that, but the point is it's God's home it's holy the kedusha could even be equal to the bet hamidrash if you deal with your home in the uh, you know this idea by the way in in chabad it's very big right the house they move into is called the chabad house you know that, that's the idea you can do everything through the house everything you don't, you don't need to run off you know and the women don't the women who are the are by the fundamental party of the home the ones that define the home are the women that's where they can get their fulfillment, their ultimate sipuk can come through, the ultimate comes in. And you understand, that's why a non-Jew, it's a huge change in perspective, that's why the mitzvah, one of the mitzvah you have to teach them is the mitzvah of mezuzah. They have to understand, not just about putting a scroll, and they have to teach them what it means fundamentally that you're changing the way you perceive the home to what you see the home to be now. And we see Rabbi Yochanan, therefore, would knock even on his own home because he understands it's God's home just as the Kohen Godel has to announce himself going to God's home, I have to announce myself going to God's home.